The public house in Parsons Point beckoned me with warm light. I was tired, my leg hurt, and the wind howled. I entered the brightness of the taproom with relief. This was the first time since my arrival that I'd sought familiar haunts. Since I'd left Norfolk at age twenty, I'd experienced war, hardship and loss, yet also intense friendships and a wild joy at being alive. But it seemed that the world of Parsons Point had stayed in an untouched bubble while I'd been gone. The faces I'd left twenty years ago were still here. The publican, Mr. Buckley, had been thirty-five, just taking over from his elderly father. He was fifty-five now, but still had the fat cheeks and ruddy complexion of his youth. Fishermen I recognised sat in the corners nursing pints and smoking pipes. In a corner a man scraped a bow over a fiddle, playing softly. But I realised as I stood there getting my bearings that there had been changes. Some of the older faces had been replaced with younger ones, sons who were near replicas of their fathers, but not quite. And in the shadows I saw men I'd known, now broken and battered, soldiers home from war. Buckley the publican saw me. No, then, young master, best better for you. The few gazes that hadn't yet turned to me did so now. About half the room nodded in a quiet way, unsurprised that I'd walked into the public house twenty years after I'd walked out of it. Others sang out greetings, lifting tankards in my direction, and still others regarded me sullenly. My father hadn't been well liked, and the saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, was a popular one. I sat down at the middle table, uncomfortable but not wanting to be standoffish. I leaned my cane against the table and saw gazes go to it. One soldier in the corner was missing an arm. Another's face had been burned. "'Come back to the land of your fathers, have you?' a boatmaker asked. "'Hope you'll open the old house again. It's been a blight on the land these eight years gone.' Buckley said from the bar, "'Saw you brought some fellows from London to help you go at the place. You don't need to. Plenty of you that will do it for you.' One of the soldiers spoke. "'Hard. When work's going begging.' What about it, Lacey? I recognised him now. Terence Quinn, nephew of the old vicar at Parsons Point. Terence had been my friend, eighteen to my twenty when I'd left for the army. He'd followed a few years after that, from what I'd heard, an infantryman all the way to Waterloo. I chose my words carefully. Those two happened to be at the house today, and I took advantage of them. Certainly, put out the word— Anyone wishing to help tear apart the lacy manor and put it back together should apply to me in the morning. Not too early, I finished, holding up my tankard. Those around me chuckled. You come into money, have you, Lacey? Terence asked, his eyes glittering with dislike. He's come into a lady, Buckley said. Our felicitations to you, Master Lacey. The room laughed and drank to me. I was not at all surprised, they knew. Someone would have heard through the gossip network common to all villages that I was staying at Lady Southwick's, that I was betrothed to Lady Breckenridge. "'Saw the fine carriages on the road,' Buckley went on. "'Soon you'll have the house opened up and be hosting posh dues.' I gave him a good-natured smile. "'If my lady has her way, yes. In that case I imagine I'll be right here most nights.' That brought a collective laugh, hands thumping on tables. "'Surprised you deign to come here at all, Lacey,' Terence broke in. Don't want your London friends despising you, do you? I hear tell you are great friends with a man who turned the brigadier out of his house. Faces turned to me again. 
Some men looked as belligerent as Terence, others threw me glances of apology for Terence's hostility. I would not say he is a great friend, I said, keeping my voice steady. But yes, I know Mr. Dennis. Apparently he purchased the house from Brigadier Easton some years back. First I've heard of it, Terence said. That he did, Buckley broke in. The Brigadier's boot boy is the wife's sister's son. This Mr. Dennis used to come and shut himself up with Mr. Easton for days. Butler there said to the staff one day that Easton no longer owned the house, but would live there same as always, up till yesterday anyway. More eyes on me, some curious, some accusing. The brigadier went to the continent, I said. Why do you want to do that, then? Terence asked. I shrugged. Business, I suppose. Another man spoke up. Man crawling all over his house, no? Staff gone, big, muscular gents. Maybe he's turning it into a brothel for unnaturals.